Welcome to Faith Changes Everything, a broadcast of Faith Heights Church. We are very excited about you joining with us on this form of media, whether it's TV or Facebook or YouTube or wherever. Thank you for joining us. We want you to remember what Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, that all things are possible to them that believe. Therefore, no matter what you're struggling with, you can overcome it. And no matter where you're at in life, you can always go higher. We've been talking about a certain subject here starting last week entitled, Winning is a Choice. Winning is not something that happens because you're lucky. Winning is not something that happens in your life because the stars are all in your favor. Winning is not even something that happens just because God wants it for you. God wants a lot of things for people that they're not receiving. Winning is a choice. We're going to look into the scripture and say, winning over what? Winning over cancer. I'm going to say some things to you today that you may not have heard in the church you're going through or some other places, but I'm going to tell you what the Bible says today. All things are possible to them that believe, including healing of cancer, Amen. including healing of HIV. Amen. All things are possible. When the world says there's no hope, that is not Jesus saying there's no hope. And you have to watch out about just listening to other people only. Read the B-I-B-L-E. We're going to go to scriptures today. and We're going to show you that winning over anything is a choice. It's a choice. God doesn't love some people more than He loves other people. He loves everybody the same. And we want to encourage you, listen today. These 27 minutes can change your life. But don't just be a hearer. Observe to do what you're hearing. Think about places in your lifestyle that need adjusted so you can do what we're talking about today and see the total victory that Jesus wants you to have in your life. Whether it's a depression, whether it's oppression or fear or marriage troubles, come on, if husbands and wives get together and do a few simple things and make a few simple choices, they can overcome anything that's come against. I don't care if the devil himself has come against your marriage. If all hell has come against your marriage, if, if mommy and daddy or the husband and the wife will just make a few certain choices and stick with them, you will overcome everything or Jesus lied. And he didn't lie. Say this. God, God didn't lie to me. Remember that as we study these scriptures now. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. In verse 14. Let's start here. This is a New Testament scripture. Paul's writing to the church at Corinth. He's writing to the church today. This applies to every believer. Church, say this. Victory, Victory. Is, a is a choice. You and I can choose... Certain things to believe, certain things to know, certain things to say, and come out of any problem, even if there's no human cure for it. Miracles, the word miracle is in the Bible. The word special miracles is in the Bible. There is nothing that what we're going to talk about in this series, there's nothing that can't be overcome. There's nothing that can't be fixed. There's nothing you can't win over if you just do a few certain little things and make a few choices in your life and stick with it. Are you ready, church? Second yes. Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. The Bible says, now. Everybody say now. now. Right now. Now. Thanks be unto God. Are you looking in your Bible? Because sometimes the screen doesn't work. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph. 
Now, I don't want to go to the second half of the verse yet. We'll get to that later. What our victory does for other people. It does a lot for other people, right? And we'll talk about that in detail later. But I want you to notice the first half of this verse. Now, right now. Well, I'll thank God, Pastor, when I feel better. That's not how it works. Right now, no matter how you feel, give thanks to God for victory over whatever you're going through. Now, this is not natural. Most people don't get happy until things change. Jesus said, get happy and things will change. Happy about what? Happy about the word always and the word us, right? And the word triumph. How can you be happy in the midst of a storm? How can you be happy when it looks like you're going down? How can it be happy when it looks like you're not going to make it? Because you know it ain't over yet. Right? Come on, just because you're in the worst storm of your life doesn't mean you're not going to get out of it. Let's have more faith in God being able to deliver us than the devil being able to bind us. We're coming up. We're coming out of this. We win. See, with the Lord, now now listen to this, church. Now, this is where you're going to, this is where the world's not going to understand you. Most church people aren't going to understand you. It's not win some, lose some for the believer. I said it's not win some, we win some, we lose some. That is not for the believer in Jesus. We always, what does that word always mean? I looked it up and it means always. It's a great study. You should check it out. Now thanks be unto God. Right in the middle of the test, we need to go, praise God, I'm coming out of this because God didn't lie. Praise God, I'm overcoming this disease because by Jesus' stripes I was healed. Praise God, I'm coming up in this financial area because my God shall supply all my need. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Right? Praise God, my marriage is going to make it because what God put together, what God joined together, no man or demon will put asunder. And if both of you will rise up and take the word of God, you can overcome anything hell throws at your marriage. We win. Well, you know, pastor, we win some, we lose some. No! And if somebody tells you that, you go, no! Oh, but you never know what might happen. I've read the Bible and I know exactly what would happen if I believe what God said. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to be victorious. Now, another thing you need to realize about 2 Corinthians 2.14 is that God did not promise that you would have no battles. I'm sorry for this news flash, but there is a devil. There are demons. There are unlovely people who may not like you. Right? There are bad choices floating around. Problems. Consequences of sin. Right? We live in a fallen world. But here's the good news. You can get through anything and overcome anything. You can get through everything and overcome anything. Or God lied. Now you can get off the road to victory by choosing to live a worry-filled life. Because if you're on the worry road, you're not on this road. If you're on the complaining road, you're not on the faith road. So getting on the wrong road is not God not wanting to set you free. It's you getting on the wrong road. Right? Getting on the wrong road 
is not God saying no to your prayers. It's you getting on the wrong road. So how about we stay on the right road? Huh? How about we break this thing that has tried to hold us? We grew up in a world where worry is normal. Newsflash. Worry is a sin. Uh-oh. I realize this is a Sunday morning crowd, but we're in the last days and we got to hear some of these things. Worry is a sin. Now what I'm saying is this. You may feel worry, but that doesn't mean you are in worry. Worry has more to do with talking your worries and acting your worries than just feeling worried. I like what John Wayne said. He said, courage is feeling scared to death, but saddling up anyway. Going toward that thing anyway. Right? So feeling, 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 feeling. What about feeling? Feelings are feelings, but faith is faith. And you can act in faith in the midst of bad feelings. And you can override those bad feelings and overcome them if you will stay in faith. Now, why should we not worry? Because God didn't lie. We're going to make it. You may not know how. You may not know when, but he will do it again. He will set you. Look back. He's already delivered you from all kinds of stuff. He'll do it again. He'll do it again. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. If you're a believer, you're in Christ. If you're a believer in Jesus, you've been placed in Christ. He's in you and you're in Him. And if you will talk from that position, think from that position, believe from that position in Christ, you'll overcome anything. Because God told you right here, you'd always... Now, if you depart from that position... And you think you're all on your own and the problems are bigger than God. That's you getting off on the road to defeat. That's not God setting, not setting you free. That's you getting off. That's not God not doing His part. See, friend, this is why you need to go to church. One of the main reasons you and I need to go to church is so the pull of this world doesn't suck us into its defeated lifestyles. Amen. You know, you, know, you think, well, I, how do I want to say this? I want to be kind. You better, you better go to the church that the Lord wants you to go to, not just the one that's closest to your house or the ones your kids want you to go to. You need to go to the church where your spirit is being fed. You're not just being entertained. You're being equipped. Entertainment won't help you when you get a terminal doctor's report. But being equipped week after week will help you knock that thing in the face and overcome. You got to make sure you're being equipped and not just entertained. Oh, this church has a better light show. I'm going to go there. Oh, this church has uh, uh, more games in the youth room. I think I'm going to go there. You better not let that stuff lead you. You better go to the church where your spirit man is being fed the unadulterated Word of God on a regular basis so that what's developed in you over time equips you to win when, not if, the battles come. Hmm? You see, church... It's what's developed in you over time that's so precious when it comes to regularly attending church. Let me, let me say, the Bible says that pastors and teachers are given to the church, the body of Christ, to perfect the saints, to equip the saints. You're going to need some Holy Ghost equipment to overcome some of these storms. And here's the thing you need to realize. 
the pain that it takes to go to church is nothing compared to the pain of being unprepared when the evil day comes. It may take a little pain to get to church because you're a little tired and you stayed up too late on Saturday night or maybe you're not just feeling 100%. It may take a little pain, but that pain is nothing. The pain it takes to go to church is nothing compared to the pain of being unprepared when all hell breaks loose. You and I can be prepared for anything that comes our way. Anything. You, you and I can get through anything, overcome anything, and there's a bunch of stuff you can just flat out avoid if you've just been hearing the word on a consistent basis, affecting your thoughts, affecting your decisions. Hmm? The, you know, the, the main vision or purpose of Faith Heights Church, I'm going to tell you what it is in one sentence. The Lord gave this to us years ago. He said the number one mission of this church is to teach and train people the word of God by the leading of the Holy Spirit, thereby producing in those people wholeness and maturity, resulting in mass evangelism. See, that gets into my victory is somebody else's victory. That might be, may be why there's been a little extra opposition against you receiving your victory because of how many other people it's going to give the victory to when they get inspired about your testimony. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Say this, I, I always win. win. Now when you're in the heat of a battle and it feels like you lost, it doesn't mean you lost. It just means it feels like you lost because it ain't over yet. <laughs> Y'all say that with me? It ain't over yet. Oh, pastor, what you're preaching is not true. It's not true. You're giving people false hope. I'm giving people scriptures. I wish all churches had the boldness to preach this victory because I'm telling you it's available. And just because there's been casualties and just because we haven't maybe seen victory in every area of our life doesn't mean it's not true. What should we do? Back off and find some other doctrine that fits our experience? Or should we press into the Word and get our experiences in line with the Word? Because if we keep going, if we keep doing what the Lord tells us to do, you have to get the victory or He lied to you. And He didn't lie. God cannot lie. He's not a man that He should lie, nor the Son of Man that He should repent. Have they not spoken? Shall he not do it? Yes. Some people say, well, I tried quoting those scriptures. No, those scriptures tried you. It said the word of the Lord tried Joseph. Come on, let's show the enemy. Let's just show ourselves that we're not giving up. If it takes another year, if it takes two years, we're pressing on, we're moving forward, we're not giving up. I remember when um, President Dick Cheney, Vice President Dick Cheney, had those heart problems. And, and I just remembered one time, I thought, you know, I'm going to send him some books. I'm gonna, I don't know if they'll get to him, but I'm going to send them. And they did. He sent me a really nice letter back and presidential letterhead. And it was really awesome. And I gave him two books. One was The Life of Faith by Mrs. Newsom, a tremendous book on divine healing. And another one was a book by Kenneth Hagin called Healing Belongs to Us. And I sensed the Lord said, just send them to him and pray. And after that, I never heard him had any problems. It was really kind of cool. He had victory, at least for a long time. But anyway, the Lord said, I, I want you to send it to him because people need to know. Yeah. 
People need to know that healing belongs to everybody. Amen. Not everybody may be for it, but divine healing is for them. And if you want it to do you any good, you got to be for it, yes. not just it for you. Amen. And so, because somebody, why didn't so and so get healed? I may not know why so and so didn't get healed, but I do know this healing belonged to them. We may not know the secret things and all that's going on in an individual's life, but we do know what's written. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, which includes every sickness known to man and every sickness not known to man. Deuteronomy 28, 61 plus Galatians 3, 13 equals what I just said. We have been redeemed. But you know, it's just like that scripture in 1 John that says this. You are of God, little children, talking to born-again believers, not, not unsafe people. They can't claim this. John told born-again believers, you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. Right. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And so a believer reads that and goes, I have overcome. No, I haven't. I've got more problems than I've ever had. I, I hurt worse than I've ever hurt. My finances are in worse shape than they've ever been. My marriage is in worse shape. I, I haven't. What's the problem? Well, remember, God didn't lie. If he says you have overcome, then you have overcome. Whether all your circumstances have lined up yet or not. Let me tell you the problem. People don't need to overcome in that sense, they need to know that they've overcome and start talking like an overcomer, start believing like an overcomer. Then what's already theirs can show up in their lives. So let me just say this, church. When we're talking about victory is a choice or winning is a choice, we're talking about healing is a choice. I know a lot of people think, no, it's, it's, a, it's a sovereign move of God. If I pray and get healed, it was His will. If I pray and I don't get healed, then it's His will that I stay sick. No! No! Read the B-I-B-L-E. Learn to pray according to scriptures. You know, just in the New Testament alone, there's about seven different ways we're supposed to pray. And each way we're supposed to pray has different rules that govern each prayer. And if you take this rule of this prayer and try to apply it to this prayer over here, you're not going to get any results. This is one of the reasons we have Wednesday night prayer service here. We teach on prayer for half hour, then we pray and change the world for half an hour. And one of the things we teach in prayer is that there's more than just one way to pray. The Bible talks about different kinds of prayer. You got to know what kind of prayer to use in your situation. Or you'll mix the rules up, not get any results, and say, oh, it must be the will of the Lord. I didn't get my help. No! Learn those different kinds of prayer. Come to our Wednesday night prayer meetings. So much more as we see the day approaching. So we're talking about healing as a choice. We're talking about victory over addictions is a choice. Pastor, what, what kind of choice are you talking about? Well, hang in there. I'm going to tell you. Victory over fear and anxiety is a choice. No, pastor, you don't understand. This runs in my family. I've, this is in the genes. This is in the blood. And God's not bigger than the genes in the blood. No, no, you don't understand. This, this runs in my family. Well, I have a newsflash for you. God's bigger than it. It can stop with you. I said it can stop with you. 
We live at the level we are willing to put up with. My word to you, my pastoral word to you today is quit putting up with stuff that Jesus already took care of. Quit putting up with stuff he's already redeemed you from. Quit putting up with stuff that children of God don't have to put up with. Get an attitude about it. The Bible says we have the same spirit of faith. That's an attitude, not just principles you learned in church. Get, let, get these things in your blood. Read books on faith. Read books. Read scriptures on faith. Read these things. Get them in your blood so the next time a test comes, you're not going, okay, now, what am I supposed to do? Number one, I, I got to say this. Number two, it just comes out of you. No, in Jesus' name, I'm redeemed from that. Sin, you will not have dominion over me. Do you ever think about just saying, lust, you will not dominate me anymore. People say, oh, you're crazy for saying it. You're crazy for not saying it. Amen. Jesus told us that if we want things to change in our life, we're going to have to speak to them. God had to speak before he saw a change, right? God said, let there be. God said, let there be. God said, let there be. And verse 31 says, God saw. Mm-hmm. Saw comes after said. Right. In his life and in our life. Praise the Lord. Turn to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. I get a little excited about these things because I once was bound and now I'm free. I once was in darkness and now I've got light every day of my... I once was full of anxiety, full of fear. Every demon in town was on my case. Didn't feel like I could shake it. Sickness, disease, fear, paranoia, bondage. I mean torment. It was awful and I got free. And I'm not going to be quiet about it. I got the victory and you can get the victory. I know what it's like to have your mind so attacked by thoughts and, and just unreasonable. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have to walk the floor every day and lay my hands on my own head and say, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. And cast down wrong thoughts and yes. destroy demonic thoughts. I know what it's like to be bound, but I know what it's like to be free. And what I'm telling you today is what worked for me and it will work for me, it'll work for you. Amen. You're going to have to take getting in the Word seriously. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 31 and verse 32, Then said Jesus to his disciples which believed on him. So this is a word for believers. Believers, if you will continue in my word, that's where you lose most people right there. I want pastor to do it all for them. They want a prayer to do it all for them. There are some things prayer is not going to fix in your life that only getting in the word will fix. There's no substitute for you eating the scriptures. I can't eat physical food for you, and I cannot eat spiritual food for you. I can present food to you. I can maybe help spoon feed you for a while. I can do whatever I can, but you're going to have to get in the Word for yourself. You're going to have to love reading the Bible. If you don't love it right now, you will after you start seeing the victory it produces in your life. It's so sad, church. It's so sad. I've been in this. I've been pastoring this church for 32 years, almost 32 years. It's so sad to see people coming in for help, needing help. I mean, I mean, major. I mean, messed up. I mean... If I didn't know God was real, I'd be saying, you're in trouble. I don't know what we're going to do with you. (laughs) Big problems. Big, big problems. But I knew what helped me would help them. And I've seen people come in, and I knew, I knew church, I knew if they just would have been in church regularly for the last three months, they wouldn't even be here right now needing my prayers. It's sad. Psalm 20, verse 2 says, Help comes from the sanctuary. We don't go to church to do our religious duty. We go to church to be equipped. And by the way, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. 
That's why the devil fights you from coming to church. That's why he doesn't want you going to church. That's why he brings up everything he can to keep you from church. Make you think it's for old, old people or, or old-fashioned or whatever. Going to church, I'm going to say this boldly. I'm going to say it boldly. There are some people that left the earth early because they didn't go to church as much as they needed to. What do you mean? What do you do? You mean God killed them? No, God's in the life-giving business. But you, if you're not prepared for the evil day, right. that is not God taking you early. That is not God wanting you to go. That is you not being ready for an attack. Right. And you can be ready for any attack. Carl and I have come through, our whole family's come through all kinds of stuff, everything from A to Z. Sickness, disease, fear, oppression, anxiety, marriage, all kinds. We've come through everything. And we would not have gotten through it if we just sat at home and read our Bible. That's powerful. Do it. But that is not enough. It's like trying to ride your bike with one wheel. You need two wheels if you're going to get anywhere. You need what you get at home, and you, need what you, and you need what you're supposed to be getting in your local church of God's choice for your life. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because you fall back in equipping, you fall back in preparation. And don't, don't think the evil day is not going to come. Oh, pastor, pray for me that I have no more problems. Pray for me that the devil doesn't attack me anymore. Okay, I'll pray that you die and go to heaven because that's the only way you're not going to have any more problems or attacks. The name of the game right now is not no attacks. The name of the game right now is we always win. And one of the number one thing you're going to have to choose is you're going to have to choose to make reading that book, hearing anointed sermons preached from this book, you're going to have to make that a regular part of your life just like eating three meals a day is a regular part of your life. Hearing the Word of God, getting, whether, reading the Bible is great. Most people need to do way more of it. I hope the Bible chapter reading of the day, Monday through Friday in the church, is not the only thing you're doing throughout the week. That's like a snack. But it does something to your spirit. No other book will do something to your insides like the Bible. The Bible is food for the spirit. Man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. There are things you'll get from the word of God you'll get nowhere else. Are you listening, church? And be cautious about just gobbling everything down that has a stamp Christian on it. Make sure it lines up with the scriptures. This is why you need to be a part of a local church. There's a pastoral anointing in the local church to help you to stay above deception. That's right. Plus, the shepherd's anointed to watch over your souls by night. The church is the pillar and ground of truth. People that say, well, I don't need to go to church. I'd get all my feeding at home. I just meet with a few friends in the Bible study. You're disobeying scripture in Hebrews chapter 10. That's a, the Bible says, do not neglect church meetings, especially as you see the day approaching of the coming of the Lord. These things are vital, you guys. I'm not saying this to make a plug for our church. I'm saying this to make a plug for your health, your prosperity, your strength, your victory in every area of your life. We need the Word of God on a regular basis. Can I get a witness? Yes. If you're watching my camera, just pray this prayer if you want to be born again. Say these words. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. I believe I'm born again. Because your word is true. Thank you for giving me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God.